0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Alphabet Scoop, episode 112. The 12th there being surprisingly appropriate, as you'll uh, learn more in a minute. Uh, I'm Kyle, and I'm joined here with Abner. Uh, this week, Ben will not be joining us as he is a bit under the weather, but feeling better. Uh, Abner, why don't you uh, jump on into what we got going on with Android 12?
1: So yes, on Tuesday, we had a rather unprecedented uh, week of what looks to be Android 12. Um, so before the start of any developer preview, um, Google shares, of course, they share this stuff with their partners. And apparently, one of the documents that highlights the high level changes in Android 12 was thoroughly screenshotted and made public. And this gave us up what by all, by all accounts is what Android 12 is going to look like. So starting on this rather bold screenshot of a new home screen that for the most part it looks like the current Pixel launcher on Android you have in today but there it is a stark difference in that it is themed the wallpaper is theming the rest of the system and one of the reasons we think this week is very much authentic is because just last month we had a our own reporting about such a feature, which Kyle is going to dive into.
0: Right. So we found that Android 12 is going to expand the work that got started with Android 10, where Android 10 introduced the idea of light theme and dark theme. Android 12 seems to be adding this uh, much deeper, far more colorful theming system, where you can choose one of a few preset colors so don't don't go thinking you can choose one of a million different colors it's you got presets but if you you can choose one of a few preset colors or have it be chosen for you based on your wallpaper and the majority of android is going to recolor itself to that theme to the point that even even third-party apps if they so choose can use that theme which is really bold and interesting and uh it it, it's it's the 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 cornerstone really of of all of these screenshots these these leaked mock-ups is Mm -hmm. this this color system it's it's unavoidable even in the
1: camera app so one one of the examples of that uh Extending into third party applications is in this mockup anyway. Uh, we see the dock with, uh, four apps, uh, the phone app, the clock app, Chrome, and the camera. Um, everything but the web browser, matches the, the wallpaper in that the background is, uh, is a, this sand color that matches these mountains and hills that's in the wallpaper. And everything is just themed around that in a way that you wouldn't associate with uh, Google's usual app icon design. So it's, it's, it really personalizes your phone and in a way that is really, really in the past required a, you install a third party launcher and then get act and then download icon packs but google is giving its own crack its own interpretation at pretty intensive customization from a rather minimal for a rather minimal amount of work which in this case appears to just be choosing your wallpaper i i'm i wonder if google is going to let people how how much theming well, is there basically going to be a giant switch that lets you turn off this theming and use the experience, uh, the like default theme on Android Eleven? I wonder.
0: Or if that default theme is just going to be white or black, as it were, or you know, essentially the light or the dark is the default. Mm, or like if these themes are even going to have their own, like, is there a dark sand variant?
1: Yeah, that it really does conflict with the idea. Mm. Well, if Google puts in the work, I'm sure they could do um, a light and dark theme. I think that would be necessary because as much customization as there is in there appears to be, I think some people always want a regular dark theme. So that might be a prerequisite um, to all these themes. So yeah, these these this screenshot. Um, I think it's somewhat notable that we also um, there's a, uh, a, um we see a black dot in all these screenshots in the middle of the screen, suggests suggesting where the front facing camera is at the top. So I don't know if that's a direction that the Pixel phones are taking this year because there is always some close alignment. I wouldn't. Uh, read too much into it but maybe it's a hint at where hardware is going but mm, just a thought so yeah this design um would you use it would you go all out and customize Mm. and pick the perfect wallpaper to get the perfect theme
0: if they if they if there's a nice dark blue or or something along those lines yeah i would probably i would probably do it something that's not just black? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would look pretty good. Now, the uh, sand? No, miss me with that.
1: <laughs> what about <laughs> yeah, you? What color would you pick? Uh, I, I would just stick with a the dark theme with the usual dark dark palette and black accent color, which was why I was asking. Oh, yeah, it's it's familiar, but I don't know. Maybe I'll try a crack at it. It's, I don't know. It, it all depends on... I guess the preset wallpapers are going to be really important if this works out, because presumably they'll be perfectly themed to what, uh, to the, to the default color packs you were mentioning at the top. But yeah, it's, I think people are going to love this. That there's no doubt that people are going to enjoy this deeper level of customization. Um, how it works, how it, conflicts with third-party OEMs, particularly Samsung. Uh, that's a question that uh, deserves. That's going to be interesting to see what attitude Google gives their OEM partners.
0: I mean, it, it, it could just be a matter
1: of, okay,
0: they ship a light and they ship a dark, and th- those probably come by default in Android, and it just ships, and it just works with light and dark, and nothing else happens. It Mm. seems like a a, a very optional feature, but as long as there is a light and a dark, then the third-party apps don't break because they're still matching something.
1: Mm. So yeah, Uh, so that's the home screen we get a look at. The second thing is uh, the notification shade. As you swipe down the screen, uh, we see Google blurring the background, uh, so that you can't really see the home screen like you can today. Uh, but what's more radical here or a stark departure from Android 11 is this curve radius, Kyle. It's, it's, everything is very curvy. It's Samsung like almost. It, it's
0: passed with just rounded corners. It's, it's very circular. I, I, I'm surprised to see it the way that it is. It it, it it's nice. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, Google Assistant snapshot, but even that mm. isn't that curved. It's still it, it, that's modest by comparison to the the curves that are on this uh, these Android 12 mockups.
1: Mm. So I can the curves you're talking about are the, for the notifications, and I can live with those maybe uh, over time, but what I'm really is raising my eyebrows is what's happening with the quick setting toggles. Today, you have the option of choosing six uh, tiny circles, um, whatever you want as quick settings. But what the, if the screenshot turns out to be the final version of Android 12, um, this design mockup, we only have four. Um, four cross and that usability is, it looks nice, I dare say. The simplicity, it looks much cleaner, less intimidating and all that compared to the current design. But that's a, those two shortcuts are going to be key for me. Even losing two is, ooh.
0: I see. I'm, am I could, I can take it or leave it as far as the, the number of them but what, what's so interesting to me is the the way that they're showing whether something is on or off like mm. uh, w- what what we see here is that uh, something that's on which in the screenshot is Wi-Fi is a circle which is been shaded in and has a light symbol in there but something that's disabled like airplane mode just next to it is in a rounded square with a, with a lighter tone. It, it, it's interesting to me, the, the, not just using color, but also using shape to, to indicate whether something is enabled or disabled. I, I'm, I'm part of me wonders if that's an accessibility thing to, so that a, no, a particular theme doesn't necessarily, uh, obscure to, to a particular person, whether or not something is on or off, but that's, mm-hmm. that's my only
1: guess. The- if, if I, From just a design perspective, I, d- I don't get why something being on is a circle or why, why something off is a rounded square. I just don't get that, but maybe I'll change down the road. But yeah, moving on from the design is back on the home screen, we see some widgets. We see some conversation widgets, as they're called. That show recent messages, missed calls, or activity statuses. In this case, um, we see a we see one for a missed call um, from friends. Where we see that it's somebody's birthday. We see the last message a person sent. And we see this box, this widget telling you the last time you chatted with somebody was um, two weeks ago, in this case, it's they're all again. These are query all markups because they're all using Facebook Messenger for a reason. That Google it would be unexpected if Google prominently advertises those that app from Facebook. But we see just the basic idea is that you'll be able to put recent interactions with people as I don't know just reminders as widgets. And this is a clear extension of the Android 11 tentpole where Google wants to make a more people centric OS with Android 11. And the way it's manifest today is as chat heads um, and as a dedicated conversation section in notification shade. But this time, Google wants to put it on the home screen in a Unavoidable way that you'll see your ass interaction with people, and I, I think this is a really I don't know, a drastic elevation of people. I I don't know if I would necessarily use this just looking from the concept conceptual screenshots.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either because I'm 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 wondering what the. <sighs> what the priority is on, on this particular widget or what the, the customization or what, cause it, it's um, like if it was just individual friends, uh, it, that doesn't quite line up cause you have somebody's birthday and that same person, you have a message from them from like an hour ago. So that doesn't line up. And the Rachel at the, at the top left, the first one it shows two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, so it's a I'm status
0: indicator. That's wild. But it's it's not something that you've done recently. It's not a conversation you're going to k- jump back into. It's something that happened two weeks ago. So I'm not. I, I, I I'm wondering if they're going to try and use some smarts, like if they're going to use AI to try and. I don't know. I don't want to speculate too far on that because that gets creepy. But it, 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 I, I don't know how this works. There's I don't have enough to to. It seems useful, but it also seems like it could be very useless.
1: Yeah. So this is, again, this this more than anything reveals the conceptualness of what Google is, of, of this markup that has leaked. So again, they're all using these screenshots. These widgets are being populated theoretically by Facebook Messenger and Google simply does not have that buy-in from Facebook. They don't have that guaranteed buy-in to know that Facebook will support it or they must have had intensive negotiations. That's for one thing. Mm-hmm. But the two the point you were raising about Google the the point you were raising about how how it's linking everything. Yeah, it 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 requires a, a level of integration between the the operating system knowing who your friends are so you would tell you would have to have a way to tell your phone who's important and then that would have to be synced up with a third-party messaging service it's very complicated once if you try to um logic it out uh in this non-final state the intent is clear it's getting you to talk with people more. Again, people, making a people-centric OS. But the application would require all the buy-in from third-party developers because Google doesn't have their own um, messaging service. Well, they have um, RCS and the Google phone app. I guess that's something. But I think most people's conversations are happening somewhere else in third-party apps. And if this... Like right off the bat, I think if this only worked with SMS, RCS, and last phone calls, I don't think most people will use it.
0: No, absolutely not. There's there there would be no reason to. But um, one thing that comes to mind: um, how how did that this style of integration work on uh, Windows Phone? Because I know that was. One of the only good features of Windows Phone, yes. from what I remember of it, but I I didn't know how all the connections worked. It People just... tiles,
1: yes, there. So, uh, if memory serves, Windows Phone had pretty good integration with Facebook. They, it was, it was something between being able to sign into Facebook and having your contacts, your contact apps/slash lists be populated by your Facebook contacts and some merging going on um if if again if memory serves that's how they were able to do that but i don't know this requires this requires android 12 knowing who your contacts are and i i think given the way we all use multiple apps i think that requires a deeper synergy that i don't know if google is able to close to partner on that with facebook without I know the pretty high privacy implications if not that of giving Facebook even more data into Google users which I don't think Google would necessarily want
0: right and, and you can see that it, it they would the goal of this at least or the the the, the ambition when they were making the mock-up is uh, for not only google messages which but and facebook messenger but there's also whatsapp which i get that that's still facebook but the 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 amb- it shows the ambition of it at least that it's not just that they want multiple third-party app
1: buy-ins mm-hmm. they absolutely have to so yeah these people widgets i don't i don't know i see maybe you you put one for your spouse or your significant other but and maybe like your family or one or two friends but any any more i think it gets the accuracy suffers the overload becomes a bit too much okay but you're
0: that's on the assumption that you get to place people individually where i'm not not sure that that's the case if this could be like a version of the discover feed you know or, or a concept along those lines but Ooh. social oriented or here's a recommendation we recommend that you chat with rachel because the last time you chatted with her was two weeks ago we recommend that you message back monica who messaged you an,
1: an hour ago yeah that <sighs> okay the Again, these are design markups. It appears the way that Google wants to implement this is with widgets, which makes sense because it's an interesting an, an existing, sorry, convention that exists in Android. Because otherwise, I, th- I think the ideas that they want to achieve here of making a people-centric OS would somewhat require a whole rethink of how Android interacts and works and i don't and i don't think they have the uh, uh they have the they don't know yet when this is going to be a su- successful idea so that using widgets uh that can be easily removed and added as the paradigm to achieve this but i think anything deeper if they want to make that uh, a at like the windows tile windows phone tiles I think that requires a deeper level redesign of the OS, and I don't. Th- I don't think that's it from a design perspective. I don't think there's a dip- the user experience is going to change. Do you from these screenshots that you've seen? No, not at that
0: fundamental of a level. Nothing that we've heard or seen points to that fundamental of a redesign.
1: Yeah, it's the design for most people year to year it will will go a long way uh, because I think Oh, uh, when you were discussing this earlier in the week, you mentioned that um, the what you have in today is near identical to what Android Nougat, Android 9. I was going to say Pi. 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 There was, a, there, was a pretty, there was a decent enough change between Oreo and Pi. Oreo and Pi. Yes, that makes sense too. I can see that as well. So yeah, it's... It's... <sighs> It's I I would say Android. I think most people agree it's due for a visual refresh, and I think the theming and the colors will go a long way to do that. But I think it's only a temporary solution in terms of what if you really want to rethink how a phone works, you need to redesign the whole OS. And I don't think we're, we're necessarily there yet with Android 12.
0: I don't necessarily think that Android is ever going to quite get to that point. I don't think they're going to do such a, again, fundamental change. It it, it seems like something that wouldn't jive with Android as a whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the focus on people that we're definitely seeing. Uh, So the other thing that Google looks to be very big on this release is privacy. Privacy. Uh, which makes sense since people say they care very much about the privacy implications of modern technology. And the the biggest way Google is addressing this looks to be by having camera and microphone indicators. So um, from in the top corner, in the top right corner, they, it looks like there's going to be a pill, um, that a green pill that shows whenever your camera or microphone is active, over time, it'll just shrink to a tiny green dot next to your battery icon in this case. And it looks like if you go into quick settings, you'll be able to tap it or somehow access it to get a full uh, message that says, ca- camera is using the camera. Camera apps using the camera rather. Uh, chat used the microphone recently. Uh, again, these are just generic examples with links to open them in settings. And this is something that people have definitely been asking for uh, since uh, Apple introduced an iOS. It's absolutely necessary. And it just, it's just a continued step that uh,
0: they've, they've taken. Like they, Android's been working on bringing better permissions and better privacy that way for years now. So this is just a, this is just a continue another progression. I, it, it stings a little to see that it's just copying what iOS did, but at the same time, iOS did it right. So there Mm -hmm. shouldn't be
1: anything wrong in copying it. Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah, um, that should be a very welcome change to people. The other thing we see is a consolidated privacy menu, which um, takes us to a settings page, which, if this is correct, would bring would be very reminiscent of um, Samsung's One UI, that, and before that, of course, iOS, in which settings pages, or apps, frankly, they have gigantic headers um, announcing the current page you're on. Uh, in this case, it says privacy, and under it we have some toggles to disable camera, mute microphone, and location. Um, again, that you can just just switch on and off. We only have location today, but I think something like uh, the ability to disable the camera access in all apps or mute, disable the microphone in all apps—that's I think a welcome feature for people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just to just to know, have some some comfort to know that okay, no matter it doesn't matter what app it is, it doesn't even matter if it's a system app. You just you turn off that microphone switch, and nothing on your phone is listening. for for the For the paranoid, rightfully or wrongfully,
1: <laughs>
0: that's there for you. <laughs> I'm that there was a point in time where I would have loved to have had that. So that's mm. this is this is comforting in a way.
1: Yeah. So that privacy is. Again, it's something that people say they increasingly care about. So uh, that looks like to be one thing that Google is continually building on from Android eleven to twelve and further. So those are the screenshots. Uh, sorry, the design markups we've we've had this week, and yeah, it's again, it's just visually. Not what most people are expecting, I guess. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially that that pivot to one UI, like you like you're pointing in the uh, in the privacy screenshot, where you have the header above, which is blank for right now, but maybe there will be one, or maybe there won't, for simplicity's sake. But the, the the header to space it downward, bring it down for uh, for those who prefer to use their phone with one hand
1: yeah it's i am i'm that would be an an. honestly like if apps if all apps encourage you adopt that that's like a big vindication of, of uh samsung's one ui so we'll see how far google takes in mandating that across apps but for now that's just the design mock you've seen um so, I, another big focus, um, this is from Kyle's reporting, again, last month. Um, I think the, on, on a funct- functionality standpoint, um, app pairs are something that you've discovered uh, uh, is in development for Android 12.
0: Yeah, so we learned that with Android 12, there's this concept being introduced of app pairs, which uh, is supposed to be something of a, an improvement over the existing split-screen system in Android today, which, uh, while useful, isn't quite up to par for, uh, for the new classes of devices like foldables and even the Microsoft Surface Duo, where you have multiple, uh, multiple screens or just a large screen and you just want to be able to quickly open two apps and then maybe switch over to using one app anyway. So with the concept of app pairs, you can open one app and then choose to open another app with it, or even potentially like we've seen on some implementations on, uh, Samsung and Microsoft phones open or tap one shortcut to open two apps at the same time side by side. But, uh, y- you these once you've paired two apps, they're treated as one kind of activity in the like in your recent apps view. So you could be using, let's say, Chrome and Slack or Chrome and Google Docs side by side, and then switch over to another app. Uh, let's just say a game. You you're, you, mm-hmm. you stop for a minute to play a game. And then you swap back and your two apps are still right there, how you had them before. Whereas today with like Android 11, you can enter split screen mode and it just sort of pins one app to the top. And then you're using the bottom half of your screen to, or the other side of your screen to just to, to work through a multitude of apps. It's a, it's just a different way of thinking about it that, uh, should be interesting to see how it goes and it, it's nice to see Google putting effort toward faultables and dual screen devices.
1: hmm It how often do you how do you multitask today with split screen? On my on my single phone? Yes. Never.
0: On when I those few times that I pull out the the LG V sixty? All the time. <laughs> All the time. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah, it's I honestly the pip. All people want to multitask is the video when they're watching video and being another app. And I think the pip, the picture in picture, really um, caused everybody to use multi uh, split screen multitasking in or in the days of old. So. I'm glad they're doing another take at it, but I I'd assume that it uh, that this is mostly for dual sc- for dual screen devices or um foldables like Flip phone style form factors rather than single screens. Um I don't know, maybe Sam uh, Sony's excuse me, will will appreciate this given how their phones are so tall. But I guess in the meantime, it's it's. I don't think single uh, average size phones, let's say, of average height, uh, will get too much out of this. But as you were saying, you know, the investment into foldables is much appreciated as this form factor and display technology matures. And,
0: and tablets as well, thinking on it. Tablets would probably be able to use it quite well.
1: Yes, tablets,
0: which people definitely
1: have. Yes, everyone.
0: Android. Everyone owns and uses on a daily basis an Android tablet. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, another thing that you reported on was that we learned about was uh, hopefully fingers crossed, Android twelve brings back Columbus, which is uh, Columbus.
0: Columbus is the double tap gesture, a, a cheeky reference to Zombieland where. One of the rules is to always give a a zombie the double tap. (laughs) Uh, Basically, with the Android 11 developer preview, we uncovered this feature where you could tap twice on the back of your phone, just to give a nice little... And you activate the assistant, or pull down the notification shade or just little uh, pause your music, little things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it it was okay. We were excited about what it could be, but at the time it was just kind of okay. And before it, they did any real iteration on it and improvements, it just disappeared. And we just figured that was the end of it. But uh, with Android 12, it seems to, or we've, we've learned that it's going to be making a comeback and that's, exciting
1: indeed yeah it's so apple implemented this before google had the chance to widely in ios 14 i believe Are... do people want an extra button is my do people want the functionality of an extra button um on their phones i i yes I... yes okay
0: but maybe only on pixels, maybe on on pixels. I came from the pixel three and I loved having the active edge squeeze gesture. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm on the pixel five, I can't squeeze my phone anymore to get the assistant. And while I won't get that nice haptic feedback of the squeeze anymore, uh, it giving a double tap to the back of the phone is way easier than reaching my thumb to the bottom left corner and swiping up. So, mm. yeah, I could see myself using Columbus.
1: I ask because, like, Samsung phones, they have that Bixby button. Uh, well, which is programmatically <laughs> not made to be useful. But I believe Sony phones have an extra assistant button. Nokia phones have that assistant button. I mm, Maybe people uh, will appreciate it more if they can launch, like, one app. I'm not sure what that one app most people would select, but I'm sure a fraction of people would have something they want quick access to all the time. But yeah, I'm somewhat curious what what that looks like. What a, uh, what customization. Assistant is the biggest bet. And, uh, to, what might be the preset that Google sets to launch Assistant. But, uh, my, my, some of my concern is, the accuracy rate of avoiding um, errant tapping to the back of your phone, because if assistant launches all the time, that would get annoying to some people.
0: Yeah, so for sure on that front, it will be optional. So it's not like oh, you installed Android 12, now you have double taps. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also that was also one of the things that we can that we were unhappy with in the Android 11 version was that it was all too easy to to accident or to like you just set yeah. your phone down and it comes up as a double tap and you're like, no, I didn't want the assistant where now or we've learned that the, that there's going to be a, uh, an adjustability to it that you can choose to ignore softer taps and have it only, have it only register with a firm double tap.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's, I think that would be a delightful feature um, when Android 12 comes, um, if all goes according to plan. Uh, When speaking of plans, um, it's February. Last year, Google released Android 11, uh, the developer preview this month. Um, We're fastly approaching the halfway point of this month, so. I guess the smart money is that it's coming soon. Um, we uh Dylan uh, on our team, he saw that the Android beta feedback app was updated last Friday um after a few months of no updates. So that's a pretty good indication that Google is setting uh getting the roadmap out, getting the planning re- needed to launch um Android 12. So sooner than right seems like a pretty safe bet could be next week could be not could be next week could be march who knows uh the timing is always fluid on these things
0: yeah because last year's beta was so early before covid hit so there's potential that with uh that things could be delayed a little bit this year by comparison to last year
1: yeah and again it's still a very long time till the september october well it's it it's usually august or september uh the time frame for when google launches these things but i don't think anybody would uh be surprised if covid related things delayed um uh, something as big as the next version of android tragic tragic indeed so thank you everyone for joining us this week um uh, we record this podcast every Thursday and publish on Friday mornings. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, such as iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. You can also listen on our site, at 9to5google.com, if you wish. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And thank you to Kyle for joining me. We'll all see you next week. See ya. Bye.